0: Sandy Amy Marks for Chris Ranji on KMOX, an effort by the uh, Clayton School Board to purchase a, uh, a, a property that was owned by Calaris as a multimillion dollar uh, Calaris headquarters. And what the plans are for that are drawing a lot of criticism and pushback from residents in Clayton, and to discuss that with us, we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. Executive Chairman and CEO of Clayco, Bob Clark, is with us this morning on KMOX. Bob, good morning to you. How are you?
1: Hi, good morning. I'm doing great. Actually, better after I just heard that last commercial because it, it really tickled me, the, the life insurance uh, commercial you guys did for Big Lose or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, Big He's Blue? just
2: like you, only he's, he's just, only on number two? <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> Well, well, no, I'm, it just is a funny concept. Anyway, well, uh, that tickled me.
2: We like to keep it classy around oh, here. so well, yeah.
1: All <laughs> like of our advertisers are classy, very, I think. very classy. Yeah. Are you on your third wife, and she's asking for a new life insurance
0: policy? Well, I mean, um, if you're going to have one, you might as well have three, right? I mean, yeah.
2: yeah, at that point, it's hard to keep track. That's what Big Lou is for. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Clark, we the, had you on today. <laughs> Um, A delightful start to the conversation. To talk Uh about the Calaris campus in downtown Clayton, Clayton High School wants to purchase the property for a, quote, student empowerment campus project. Um, And you have some misgivings. Will you uh, lay out why you are not thrilled about this project?
1: Well, I mean, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's a disappointing situation and You know, not blaming anybody, but, you know, the economy got got a little tougher. Interest rates went up. And the long view is that this is probably one of the most uh, important pieces of real estate in our entire region. It's, It's in the geographic center, which is Clayton, of our workforce community, our major offices, our major employers. So geographically, it's a very, very important site. Nine contiguous acres of land. And and it should really be developed to its highest and best use, regardless of who developed it. The city should collaborate with developers. They should find the right mix. And in the past, quite frankly, the city has seemed a little, you know, a little skeptical about helping with some of the off-site infrastructure improvements and that sort of thing. And so, so I think the developers got skittish that there was too much, On the deal, working with a a community that might not really embrace a big development there, and unfortunately, what you know it's it's scared everybody away. I think now that the city can really see the contrast of what could be a disastrous outcome, I think for the whole community would be uh, the school district buying this incredible commercial, you know, residential potential property and and using it for like maybe a public purpose like there isn't already a big enough footprint for the school district and the rec center and all that sort of thing and have no revenue coming into the city and so what what it actually means really and, and, and instead of the reverse you know getting sales tax revenue and all that sort of thing so i just think it's a another st louis incredible missed opportunity. I call it St. Louis, the city of missed opportunities. And and this would be a big one. This would be a bad outcome for the citizens of Clayton and really the whole region.
2: Um, can you put some numbers on how this would hurt the city of Clayton? I know there was a, a letter that was sent to the school board. It was, uh, there were four mayors opposing this purchase, a group of citizens um, yeah. opposing this purchase. But the the, there was a letter sent to the school board saying, listen, first of all, you'd lose out on a million of annual lost revenue um, that would yeah. have been made up. Uh, what else are we looking at? More numbers than
1: that. Well, the school district itself would be giving up, We, in our math, 50 or $55 million over a 20-year period of, of new revenue to the, to the school district. So, so, so not just the school district doing like a complete reverse thing, Although they've got, you know, said maybe they would do some real estate development there. The school districts should not be real estate developers. Absolutely, should not be part of their mission. But uh, the school, the, the city would lose over time, even if they did some kind of um, infrastructure subsidy, so that the developer could improve all the offsite streets, widen the widen Maryland Avenue, fix some of the stuff down at Ladue Road that that needs to be fixed because of past development, not this development and uh, use the vehicle and the tool. They don't like the word TIF. They don't like the word, you know, CID or whatever, but those tools are in place today because developers can't put the cost of the city infrastructure into the development project and make it pencil. So, so in a subsidy, if you imagine this, the city would keep its current revenue, the, the tax revenue that, that Calaris currently pays, they'd get most of the rest of the increase in the property value and use an increment of that to pay for the infrastructure like we did up at North Park as an example. And then when that, when that t- time frame burns off, they get the income into perpetuity. So if you look at North Park as an example where we developed 500 acres of land, we had a super tiff, we collected the property taxes into a vehicle that paid for all the grading and roads and infrastructure and stuff to build all the buildings that are up there. Berkeley and Ferguson and Kinlock are going to get dramatic giant amounts of current and future revenue into perpetuity now. And so that's how it would work. And I think, I think today having been faced with a dilemma of, of no income on the property and a bad use of the land The city would probably be, you know, be more collaborative and at least sitting down with developers, me or somebody else. I heard Michael Steinberg had an exciting opportunity there. And, um, you know, Cordish. I mean, there's been a whole bunch of developers other than Quaco that have taken a hard look at this and would like to bring it to its highest and best use. And we shouldn't make a short term terrible outcome because of the economy or because of whatever Every, all the parties should work together to get a really great development at the site. But this is not the, the way to do it.
0: The uh, The Clayton School Board sent out an email yesterday to residents uh, apologizing for not being clearer about their, their intentions or the communication uh, when they made the announcement back on January 2nd. And one of the reasons they listed of, of, of wanting to have that property is that it creates a security buffer for them. Is there... Is there validity to that? No. Why? What kind of buffer? Like what kind of they're going to be? Aren't they going
1: to be protected by the Board of Aldermen and the ARB who do a good job of making sure good, high-quality developments get done? I don't think the city, the school, the city was already protecting the school district when they were in conversations with developers by telling them, we're not going to let you mess up the access to the school. That was one of the things that made developers nervous. It was like the city was coming across kind of anti-development. No, the school doesn't buy a nine acre piece of property as a buffer. No, I don't don't think that's a good idea.
2: I I know you, you touched on this about, Clayco, their uh, development aren't CRG, having interest in a five hundred million dollar project in twenty twenty two. Peer Property Group had interest in a multi million dollar project uh, led by Michael Hamburg in twenty twenty three. Both of those dropped, and I know we have you know listeners wondering, well, wait a minute, if. If CRG can't get it done, if Peer Property Group can't get it done, uh, who can? Because Calaris just wants to sell their property. So why Yeah, do they... I don't
1: blame Calaris, yeah. Yeah, why were um, their well, strews
2: falling through?
1: Well, honestly, you know, the, the economy's had a big impact on that. If, if it would have been, you know, two years before, 2000, 2020, when interest rates were low, the economy was booming, uh, multifamily projects were selling at very low cap rates. You know, that would have been the time for Calaris to really maximize the value of their property. And it wasn't their fault. You know, when when we first went under contract, optimistically, the economy was still great. Um, the fact is, Calaris needs to move. They need to move on with their business, and they needed to sell the property. And But the value of the land kept going down because as interest rates go up, the base price you can pay goes down. And at the same time, developers were nervous. That they were going to come into a less than amazingly collaborative community to uh, to work through all the complex issues during the the uh, SBD process, the zoning rezoning process. I think today, like I said before, uh, and I've heard this, you know, from various leaders in the city, is that they would be more wide open. Not they're not going to do anything irresponsible and hurt the citizens, but the citizens are going to get a tax increase if this thing goes through. I mean, the citizens got a tax increase last year in Clayton because they started charging for garbage collection. I mean, that was a tax increase. And so if you flatline this site and ha- and it becomes a zero uh, income revenue producer to the city of Clayton, they're going to get another tax increase. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: the fact is the site should have sales revenue. It should have property tax revenue into perpetuity. Imagine a grocery store or imagine a couple of really great restaurants and an RH. You know, we, we were excited to try, you know, unsuccessfully to really get Apple's attention. But I think at some point, this site could have an Apple store on it or something like that that would really generate enormous sales revenue. And I would not give up that opportunity for, for the property becoming a buffer.
0: Bob Clark, executive chairman and CEO of Clayco, we do appreciate you giving us your time today. Thanks for joining the show.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great day.
0: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?